I'm your host, Madeline, and welcome to The Courageous Podcast, where you will hear inspirational stories of everyday people who will share how they found strength, hope, and faith in the midst of adversity. Let's get ready to be inspired. Hello, Courageous Community. It's Madeline Hernandez with you. Today, I have Wendy Vasquez, aka Wendy Love. She's been married to her amazing husband for over 24 years and is a mother of three beautiful children. She's a grandmother to the cutest grandson ever. She's been in the medical field for over a decade and is a certified phlebotomist with Quest Diagnostics. She recently became a Christian life coach and would like to further her coaching services by helping battered women to revisit their strength and transform their wounds to a new version of themselves. God is her number one priority all day, every day, and her family is her pride and joy and biggest motivation. Her dream is to finish a project she has been yearning to complete since she left her abusive relationship. It's based on her true story. Wendy, thank you and welcome, welcome to the Courageous Podcast today. Hi, Madeline. Hi. Um, thank you so much for having me in your podcast. At first, I was like um, a little bit nervous, but speaking with you for the very first time, I felt like I knew you for like forever. It's been very easy to speak to you. Awesome. Hey, once you once you get on Courageous, you know, we're like sisters. That's it. Sisters in Christ. That's right. Sisters <laughs> for life in Christ. That's right. Exactly. So thanks for, um, yeah, for taking the time to get together with me and, and, and for sharing your story. Sometimes I know that that can be difficult to kind of revisit some of those things that you went through. So, um, you know, tell me a little bit about your story and, you know, kind of what led you, uh, what led you down that path? So, you know, as I grew up, I always grew up in a safe environment. Um, I never knew violence. I never seen it. I never, it was always like happy and just super happy all the time. And my mom was like very soft-spoken. I never heard my mom arguing with nobody. If she would like tell me something, she'd be like, no. I said, no, mommy. You know, very soft-spoken. Yeah. And to me, just by her telling me that and looking at her fingers and her face and her eyes, it was so scary, you know? Right. <laughs> so I always respected her for that. And, um, and she always treated me with love. So that's all I knew. All mm. I knew was love and love and love from her, my family, my uncles, my aunts. Everybody was so loving all the time. As I uh, grew older, of course, you know, you want to you wanna be, you know, living your own life, that's you know? Right. And so, you know, I, I did. I, I left my house um, by the time I was 15 years old. I left my house, um, met someone, of course, and it just took everything from me, everything that I knew what love was, hmm. everything that, that I felt growing up was like no longer there. And, it, and it, you know, it's been a, it was a year after I left the house that I felt that, and, and I never met that in my whole entire life. So to me, it was a shocking, and, and I thought that I could fix it. I, I tried to fix it for way too long. Hmm. I felt like I could change him. I felt like I wanted to be that woman that could, you know, have a family, you know, at that age. Because I knew at that age, I knew how important a family was. Right. I, I didn't, a family wasn't to be hurting or anything like that. I wanted to, to have a family just like my mom had one. I wanted to show them that love as well. 
It's interesting that at that young age, at 15 or 16, that you would think that you were ready for a family, for marriage, for a relationship. Because at 16, I remember I was like in puppy love at that time. And I was way far beyond thinking that I was, you know, going to get married. But a lot of young girls have that dream of getting married, of having a family, because you're yearning for that, probably. Like you said, you didn't have that. And so you said that you were, you know, verbally, physically, mentally abused. He didn't want you to talk to anybody, talk to any friends, kind of kept you away from people. And like you said, everything you knew was love, laughter, happiness. And so how long did you suffer in that abusive relationship? Um, I could say five, because in the beginning, like everything, every relationship is so lovey-dovey. Oh, I love you. I'm going to give you the world. Right. It's like a honeymoon, right? So you think you think the best of your life, you know, and you have no idea what's going to come in, in that dash, you know, in between your life. I took it. I wanted that. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to. That. It's so weird at that, at that age. And you're right. It was so like, I, I really don't, I don't even understand it myself. Right. Maybe it was a path that God wanted me to go through. Yeah. When you and I talked, you had said that you did try to kind of leave him a couple of times, but did you ever try to really leave him? And, and when you did, you know, how did you feel or why did you go back? The first time I left, I didn't know that there was actually help as a private for the uh, for the shelters all around the world. I just want to keep that private. When I went to the shelter, when I left, I was okay with leaving. But then I wasn't like ready to leave. You know, it's like you 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 have to be ready in order to do anything in your life. You have to be ready, and um, I was just not wasn't ready. I just I felt the, I liked the fact that I left, but then I felt empty. I, you know, I feel bad for him. Like I really did feel bad, and I felt like he needed somebody, and so that's why I went back to him the second time, the first time. That was the last. I know you said that after several years, you got tired and you decided that you had enough. And I remember you telling me that your girls were really little, like, you know, maybe like three, four, five. So, I mean, to me, those are toddlers. What was the final turning point for you? I know you said that you and him got into this crazy, huge fight and that that day you realized that I'm not doing this anymore. You know how when you go to the hospital and you have a heart attack, right? And then they do surgery and they tell your family, hey, you know what? This is a 50-50 chance of her living. And to me, I felt like I was in that position. If I was not going to leave that day as hard as the hitting was, the the physical was, um, I felt as if either I don't die tomorrow or it's just going to be another day because that conversation that me and him had and and the confrontation that we had, it was not going to disappear for a very long time. And you stood up for yourself that day. I did. I caught some like, I don't know where my power came from. I I stood up for myself. Standing up for myself, it kind of like made it worse. But then I had to change from that anger. Remember, I had my girls there too. So I couldn't, that anger couldn't take over me because what I wanted to do was stop it. Right. So the only thing that I can do was pretend that everything is okay. I'm right. sorry. Uh, so many sorries that I don't even remember, remember how many sorries there were right. in there, to be honest with you. You were just trying to calm them down so that things wouldn't escalate. Let me just explain something to you that that night um, when I decided already in my mind, I always thought I had an angel with me only because how can somebody like him, so abusive, 
so angry with me, like, like angry that I, like a, okay, it's like a bear trying to attack you and you cannot mm. stop it. Wow. And then all of a sudden with my words, with air, I can't even explain it, Madeline, with my words and my compassion, I don't even remember if I was even crying and he stopped. Like, it was like a thing like, okay, all right. And then all of a sudden it was like about something that he was going to get the next day. For you, that was like God. I remember when you and I, I talked. That was it like had God to be. intervening because all of a sudden everything just calmed down. It was like a calming, like somebody yeah. just came to calm, him and calm just the storm. Yeah, it was like somebody just touched him and just like, you know, that's it. Amen. And and, and I looked at him and I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna keep on. Like right. this is really working. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm like, this is really working. Like, I'm just going to really like do what I have to do right. so he can stop. And, and it was already late. So I wanted to go to sleep because I already had plans to leave tomorrow. He already told me he was leaving in the morning. So he had an appointment. He had all planned out. But little did he know that I had a plan myself right. to leave him for the rest of my life. Mm. And I, and my thought in my mind was I, I wasn't even sad when I was thinking that. I was like extremely happy because... I knew that that day, that same night, the hugging and the kissing, and you know, it's so sad that I actually felt, um, uh. It's hard to relive those memories, Wendy. But today you walk in freedom. I am. Because you are courageous. You are courageous. You were courageous for your girls that day. And the reason why I cry is because when I kissed him and hugged him because of the life that he was going through, I feel like if it was going to be the last time for me too, mm. you know, like not to ever see him again. And I never like wanted to, you know, have anger with him because I know that it had to do everything with the drugs. And I know that it's not an excuse right. because people that know when they hurt you, they shouldn't be doing those things over. They should change. Right. But when you're, when you're an addict, it's a completely different story. Mm -hmm. You have to be in that position or maybe live it to understand what I went through. Right. Yeah. And I never wanted to do drugs with him either. So it was, so when I hugged him and kissed him for the last time, I actually, it felt nice because I was never ever going to see him again. Mm -hmm. It was like that. It was like the final goodbye. It was like my final yeah. goodbye. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have kids with this person. You know what I mean? This isn't just a stranger. Like you have kids with this person and that has to be really difficult. And so obviously I want to get to a couple of the key questions that that other women want to hear, because if there's somebody that's listening or watching, I want them to understand that there is freedom in deciding for yourself that exactly. you do not have to live under that type of oppression, under that type of abuse, under that bondage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what motivated you, Wendy, to just push through every single day and my say, girls. Hey, I got to fight? My girls. My girls are my everything. Hmm. They are my weakness. They are my strength. They're my everything. I don't even know how else am I going to put they made me who I am. Amen. Yeah, and your kids, let me tell you, if your kids don't motivate you to be better, to be oh. stronger, <laughs> to be an example, mm -hmm. I mean, those are all the things that drive me with my son. Like, I got to be the best me. I got to be the best mom. 
I got to be a good wife. I got to, you know, be a good human being so that mm-hmm. my son will have good examples. I'm not exactly. perfect, right? We're not perfect. Exactly, exactly. Well, our kids are a great motivation because we want them to thrive and succeed. And also, I imagine that you don't want your daughters thinking that they have to live a life like that, that it's okay for somebody to hit me. It's okay for me to put up with it. It's like, no, it's not okay. Mm-mm. And that day you took a stand and you said, I had enough. My girls are not going to live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when you look back, you know, at all this, as, as you're going through the emotions, even right now, is there anything that you would have done differently? Wendy? <clears throat> I would not have changed nothing in this world because everything, everything that I went through, it was expected to happen. So there's nothing that I would change because it made me who I am today. What I can say is this, that I, that I was so blessed from all of the mess, mm-hmm. I, I, that's all I can say. No matter the challenges that I faced in my life, I can say that I that I went through it with, with the pain, with the broken part of my life because I never had the help. I never went to therapy, but I did have great friends. I had great friends. I had great family. And like I said, everybody was always love and happy around me. So I never like really, like I got that back so quickly. Right. I never let that get the best of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because of the person that I am. Maybe I am a stronger person. Right. There are some people that need that, you know. But in me, I was just so extremely happy, like ecstatic happy that I was gone. <laughs> and I was so happy. You were free. I was free. I was like a butterfly. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, thank God that yeah. this is over because it was, it is over. I could never go through that again. And I never did. That's Ever since this been what like thirty two years now, my girls are thirty two and thirty one. Wow. That's how long, and my yeah. husband doesn't even there. Like, he raised yeah. the boys, and I'm like, what did you just? <laughs> Your new husband, which which is amazing. You know, why did you think, Wendy, it was important to share your story today? I wanted to share my story to help other women realize that you can revisit your strength after a harsh time. You don't have to stay stuck. When, when you feel that you're stuck, that's who you're going to be. But you could get unstuck and be happy and be with people that that's going to take that out of you. Because if you don't, then you're going to be there. If, you, if your friends are like that, you're going to be like that. I'm not going to lie to you. There are some people that leave a, an abusive relationship and they go back to another abusive yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to change that pattern. That's right. That pattern of going from, a, okay, he's a different man, but that different man could have the best things ever, but he's still abusing you. Exactly. But yet he's supporting you. He's doing something that the other guy didn't do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we say, we could just take a little bit of everybody, right? Every right. man, you make like this perfect little guy. Be like, conmigo. <laughs> like come with me and my, you carry him like a purse. You know, you put him in your big bag. Let's go, baby. I just made you. When you find that perfect man, let me know, okay? I think that, that's could, what I'm saying. I if could we could just some but, of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You just take a little bit of piece of every guy that you mean. and you'd be like, right. okay, I want this in him. I want this in Ija. You put him in your yeah. book bag and let's go. That's if it, it was yeah. that easy, but it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. It you're is right. not. Right. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. You and know? So if somebody's listening and they say, hey, that's me. I went through that and I'm still broken or, or I, I, I was in multiple relationships or I'm there right now. You know, what would you say to encourage them, Wendy? It's okay to feel like that. 
it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. You just have to come out of that comfort zone. And, and like I said, go with people that that's going to encourage you. That's going to take you out of that shell. If you believe in God or if you, you know, you want that strength from that faith from, you know, from God, then you go ahead and look for that. Look for things that's going to make you happy. And if nobody wants to do it for you, do it for yourself. That's right. You don't need nobody to do it. I did everything by myself. I'm not going to tell you it was an easy path because it wasn't. I just thank God that I never got into drugs or that I never um, looked to heal my pain with that. Right. My healing was starting a new life. What am I going to do now? Now that I'm single, I don't have, I'm, I'm not getting hit. Like I, I, I was just like, what am I going to do for myself now? Exactly. What can I do? Yeah. And so I started going to school, just my, busy. I was like hopping around. Like it sounds like what you're saying is that you took the time to invest in yourself. You know, you went to school, mm -hmm. you surrounded yourself with positive people, with people that are supportive, you know. And let me tell you, when when we don't have anybody there, like you said, to encourage us, listen, sometimes we got to lay hands on ourselves and pray for ourselves. Exactly. And that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. Pray to God that he will help you and encourage you and surround you with the right people to do that. Because, you know, we're really not alone. You know, there are times when we feel like we're alone, but God is always with us. And I love mm -hmm. that. And, you know, there's a verse that that I wanted you to share. It was Philippians 4, 6. Oh, yeah. So I love that verse. It like, represents me as well because I'm always giving thanksgiving. And I and I give thanks to God. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. When I'm drawing blood on a patient, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that it was easy. Everything that I do, from the time that I open up my eyes, I say, good morning. Thank you, Jesus, that I woke up. I'm good. I'm not sick. Yes. It, it's, it's a discipline. You know, it's just you have to discipline yourself to do that. And so it says, don't be anxious, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's all you have to do. That's awesome. And and don't expect God to be like, Chung here, you can have it. No, honey, you got to work. <laughs> you got to work hard yes. for that prayer because okay. it's not easy. If he wants to, if it was that easy, trust me, this whole world would be perfect. But because yes. we're not perfect and everything is imperfect, we have to make it perfect for ourselves as That's much right. as we can. That's right. And to be honest with you, only per people that think that you're perfect is your kids. That's, that's all I have to say. That's they always say, Oh, you're the best mother, you're so perfect, right? I, and the kids I, I always to differ. I bet to differ. My, I don't think I don't think I've ever heard my son say, Mom, you're perfect. I wish I could hear what? That. Oh my god, let I me talk to your son. Man, your I'm daughter, sure he did. Your daughters are awesome, man. Like, no, my whole kids will be like, Mom, you're so perfect, you're so nice. I'm like, yeah. Oh my god. He tells me I'm the best mom, but you know. Perfect. Yeah. What what does best what does best mean? You're the best to him. You're perfect to him. Yeah. That's the only people that we're gonna be perfect to, and you're gonna be the best. I just you could be in the street. Yeah. I know people, I know mothers that have been in the street, you know, doing whatever it is that they do, and their kids love them. Yes. Yeah. I could be raising them and their kids are like insane about their moms. Yes. That's so because true because we carry them. The love of a mother, let me tell you. Uh, I wanted to share these five points of encouragement because I think it's really critical when you shared it with me. Um, the first one is in order to overcome, you need to put God first. I love that. We do, we have to put God first in every all the situation. Time. And don't be too hard on yourself. I love that because a lot of times, like what you were saying when you first started talking was like, 
oh, I, I, you know, I thought it was me. I thought I was doing something wrong. Like, no, there's nothing that you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, you just have to be the best that you can be. The third one was take time for you. Oh my God. I love that. Self-care ladies, self-care mm -hmm. is so important. We cannot give and pour out if we are not filled up, you know, and that That's is true. spending time with the Lord, you know, reading the word, spending time with a sister, having coffee, going to do your nails. Mm -hmm. Even mean, by yourself. Exactly. By yourself. Take a day exactly. in your calendar. I know people that their calendars are full. I know people that tell me, oh, I love you. And I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to see you and this. And they never do that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, why even bother? Like you have a calendar. And if you're busy on that day, because no, unbusy that day That's and right. just do something courageous, right? right? Yeah. And if you want to just be home with your pajamas, you don't even want to brush your teeth. Don't do it. The best. Who cares? The best pajama days. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And the last two that I don't want to forget is if you fail, try again. That only means that you're growing. Exactly. I love that. I love that, Wendy. And the last one is know that for every problem, there's a solution. And that is so, so true. I love that. So definitely some really, really great, great advice, Wendy. And so um, I know that you do a few things in your church before we wrap up. I wanted you to share. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you give back to the Lord and how you give to people. So one thing that I do to give back to the Lord, I let my hair grow for three and a half years. And I maintain it two years before I have to donate it because I know that we can we can give it to them. This is a fresh dye. And so I do two years of maintenance to my hair until it grows to 16 inches. And then I cut it and I donate it. And then another one is that I dedicated my, myself to church for many, many years, more than 10 years. I did a lot of stuff on CCD classes. I did um, CCD classes is when you teach second graders how to do their communions, like to learn about God and prayers and stuff. Yes. So that way they could present it to the Lord and then they do their communions. And you also could receive the body of Christ. Right. But yeah. I love that. I think that mm -hmm. that's, I mean, it's just a great way for you to give back and then working with the kids. I mean, I think that's amazing. It I, sounds like you are very, very busy doing a lot of different things. And so listen, Wendy, if anybody wants to connect with you, if they want to say, hey, I want to reach out to Wendy, I want to connect with her, I feel like, you know, her story resonates with me. How can they connect with you on social media? Um, they could connect uh, with me on Instagram as Wendy Love um, and then my Facebook, Wendy Love. I don't have a, a website yet because that's coming soon. I'm creating that and that's about it. Well, Wendy, I'm so, so happy that we had a chance to connect and have this discussion. Um, I'm so happy that your life has been transformed, that you have an amazing husband and that you're living the life that you deserve. And that today, basically, you let us know that, hey, there are other women out there that can walk in freedom and have an amazing life, too. They just have to be open to a second chance. And so mm -hmm. I'm so, so happy that you shared today and that you're giving back to people uh, and continuing to spread that love. Amazing. I pray blessings over you, over your family, over your daughters, over your grandson, Thank your you. marriage. I pray that God continues to use you in such a mighty way within your church, within your community, and that whatever God has planned for you next will just continue to help you to grow and to thrive so that 
you can take that next step in your coaching and continue to help women on this journey in spite of everything that they've been through. Be blessed. You too. Thank you. Hey, Courageous Community. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you were encouraged today. If you have a courageous story or want to connect with today's guest, email us at courageouspodcast2020 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Courageous Podcast. Until next time, continue to be strong and courageous.